0: from that. um, Since we had the triumphal entry of uh, Christ this morning, I just want to continue on that that same kind of thought. And I want us to look at at living a life of uh, victory. The message this morning was was based on that, on on living the life of victory. We want to have a victorious life in Christ. And I think especially for the youth, but for all of us, it's important that that the life that we have in Christ Christ didn't come uh, didn't come to give us a life that is a life of uh, of defeat a, a sorry life Christ says that he came to bring us abundant life and may we all have that kind of an abundant life amen? amen um i don't have a very heavy message it's going to be very simple i'm not going to tell you anything new as a matter of fact my message is really, there's a few points, there's three points, but it's really one point I want to get across. Because I know you're going to forget just about everything I'm going to tell you in a few days. If I'm going to ask you, let's be honest, Fratih I mean, you know, they, they, they don't remember. It's, I know, I know for myself, I've listened to thousands of sermons. I remember maybe three or four throughout my whole life. I remember a couple from when I was a kid, but the rest, you know, you forget. That's, that's, just, that's just the way it happens. But I do want us to keep one thing in mind tonight. And that's going to be my main focus. And um, I wanted to look at David because we all want to be like David, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be like David? David is the ultimate man of God. Even God himself says, David is a man after my own heart. So what made David a man after God's own heart? What is it that made him to be a, a man after God's own heart? And I want us to look at three, three things from this text. Um, first of all, was the fact that David knew God. David knew who God was. That's the first thing that, that happened. If you look at this text, David is being ready to go against the Philistine. And Saul and the people around him are saying, listen, you're just a kid. You're not going to be able to do it. David says, listen, I've done this before. Not me, but God was with me. I fought the bear. I fought the lion. I know who God is. And the same God that helped me before is going to help me now. And you can't go into a battle, you can't be victorious if you don't know God. You can know a lot about God, right? But if you don't know God, you're going to lose the battle. And that's just the way it's going to be. Um, David knew God, especially when he comes in in verse 45, 46 towards the end. He says, Tu în lui Israel pe he knew that he can come to uh, the battle in the name of God because he knew who God was. So how did David know God? That's the question. How did David know God? Well, if you look throughout the Bible, he wrote a psalm, Psalm 119, that every single verse, its as you guys all know, as everybody knows, it's the longest psalm in the Bible. Every single verse of that psalm has something to do with the word of God or the law of God. David knew the word of God. And if you and I will be victorious in battle, we must know the word of God. Amen? This is... This is 80% of my message. This is what I'm trying to get across to each one of us. You can't be victorious in battle if you don't know the word of God. Naaman, Naaman, comes to the prophet Elise, and he wants to be healed. And he thinks that, it, you know, he's going to give him some secret ritual or... We'll do some stuff or something amazing will happen and he's going to be healed. And the prophet tells him, go bathe in the Jordan River seven times. That's it. Very simple. Go bathe in the Jordan River seven times, you're going to be healed. And Naaman is like, this is, forgive me, but I'm paraphrasing. But he's like, this is stupid. This is just childish. Why would I even want to do something like that? I mean, I thought he's going to come out, you know, greet me. We're going to put his hands on me, do something. No, he just told me to do something absolutely childish. But, praise the Lord, he has some servants there that told him, hey, it's a simple thing. Just do it. Just do it. Try it out. You came all this way. You did all this. You did all this to, to come here to be healed. What's going to cost you to do this? And he does it and he's healed. Now, I'm going to tell you in the next 15 to 30 seconds, the secret to being a victorious Christian. I promise you, there's no, I'm not, you know, I'm not joking. I'm not, you know, you want to know the secret of being a Christ, victorious Christian. Read five chapters every single day in the morning for the rest of your life. Free, read five chapters of the word of God every single day in the morning of the word of God. You're looking at me and you're probably gonna be like, there's gotta be more to it. There's gotta be more to it. No, I'm telling you, this is it. I'm just being practical. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to give you something that's 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 hard to do. I can tell you I can tell you this from personal experience. Went to Bible college, I read, I studied, I listened to sermons. I probably listened. I think I did a, a, the math one day. I I, I, I was thinking. I was re- listening to about on average about seven sermons a week. That's besides all the classes. Um, actually no, I think it was more than that. Anyway, but I was listening to sermons. I was studying. I was memorizing the Word of God. All, all all well, not so much at the time. But I was listening. I was immersed in the Word, so so to speak. But I wasn't reading the Word of God. On a daily basis as i should i'm gonna i'm going to tell you right now don't think pastors are perfect don't think that pastors are perfect don't think that oh just because he started the Word of God that 's it no and let me tell you, even for the pastors, if I may, if you're not reading the Word of God every single day, if you're not spending time in the word, your life is not going to be okay I had Hardships in my spiritual life, even after Bible college, because I wasn't reading the Word of God every day. I'm just being honest with you. I'm being upfront. The moment my life changed, the moment my life started to become victorious, was the moment I decided that I have to spend time every single morning in the Word of God. Not in the evening, not at night, and I'll say this again every single morning in the Word of God. And let me tell you, reading five chapters a day, depending on your speeding uh, speed reading, should be about ten to fifteen minutes. If it's if you're taking an hour, then we got some problems. But those are different issues. But uh, um, all I, all I'm trying to tell you is, you want to have a victorious Christian life. Give. 15 minutes of your life to the Lord every morning. And I'm telling you, most of the people in churches don't do this. Most of the people in churches do not do this. That's the secret to a victorious Christian life. There's, there's nothing else. I, I wish I could tell you more. There is. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious. I'm being a little bit joking. I'm being a little bit simplistic. But that's where it all starts. David knew God, and David knew the Word of God. And that's why he was able to be victorious. He knew that God would be able to help him in time of need. He knew that he could count on God. But how did he know that? He he looked back at the way God worked before him in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those are the five books that David had. You have 61 other books that David didn't have at the time. Well, probably had a couple more actually. But anyway, you have a lot more than, than what David had. And all I can tell you is spend time in the word of God. Now, besides reading the word of God, I encourage you to do four other things. Listen to the word of God, word of God preached. And I highly encourage you to be selective in your listening. Um, talk to your pastors um, and be careful to who you listen to. In 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 Romanian, I would uh, recommend a few. Uh, first of all, your pastors. First of all, your pastors. But besides them, I would say, you know, people that are very well-known and tested throughout the years, Fratele Paolo Negruț, Fratele Daniel Brunzei, Fratele Levi Marian, those are my three main ones. In English, I would recommend to you um, one of the brothers that, that died recently, R.C. Sproul, John MacArthur, John Piper, and uh, if you really want to get heavy into the word, uh, Mark Dever from Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Mark Dever from Capitol Baptist Church. Now, I can tell you that one of the biggest growths in my Christian life was when I started listening to Christian radio. I was working, um, it's about 30 years ago, I was working in a plastics factory, I had a Walkman. I was just doing manual labor, and with that Walkman, I was listening to three to five sermons a day. And that was part of what helped. Part of what helped. I don't know what, you, uh, what your jobs entail, what your school entails, but take time to listen to the Word of God. So that's the second thing. Read, listen, study the Word of God. Besides reading and listening, study the Word of God. It's so interesting when we actually, when you start down and uh, start and not just read, go through, you know, go through the five chapters, but actually start to look at the word of God, stop a little bit and study. Let's go to the text uh, from this morning, actually just a continuation of the text. Matthew 21, so verse 9, So, verse 9, Binecuvântat este Cel ce vine în numele Domnului, Osana în cele prea înalte. În vers 15, now, very interesting Dar preoții cei mai de seamă și cărturarii când au văzut minunile pe care le făcea și pe copiii strigând în templu și zicând, Osana fiului David s-a umplut de mânie. Now, here's one thing. You read this, you probably read it a, quite a few times, probably each one of us read it at least one two two three five times. You go back to the text. You know what happens? The the crowd praised Jesus on that day, Hosanna. And a week later, they asked, crucify him. Now, can I tell you something? If you would have read the text and you wouldn't have read the rest and known the rest of the story, you could have known that they were going to crucify him. You're going to ask me how? Because the text tells us here very, very clearly Just a little before, it was the crowd of people, Norodele. Who was left? Just the children. It was just the children that were actually faithful to the end. You could have known right away that they were going to betray Jesus because the rest of the people were afraid of the. Pharisees and the priests, and they didn't go into the temple. It was just the children that remained faithful to the end. It's a little tidbit. It's a little knowledge. It's a little interesting thing. But what I'm trying to tell you is when you start reading the word of God and you start studying, you get some of these nuggets that when you find them yourself and doesn't somebody else doesn't tell you, it just brings such an amount of joy. You're like, wow, God just opened my eyes and made me see something that maybe John MacArthur and Daniel Brinze and whosoever never saw in their whole life. Honestly, don't think that they see everything. It's such a blessing to study the word of God and to let God show you stuff from his word. So read the word, hear the word, study the word. And one of the most important thing I would say after reading is the most important thing, meditate on the word. Meditate on the word of God, uh, the the five of these things I tell you come, comes with the hand, and the meditate is right here. You know, read, hear, study, meditate, and this, you know, for the people that are married, you know, this one goes all the way to the heart. That's why you put the ring here. Heart meditation, soak into the word. Let let it, let us, let it go deep into you. When you read, it's a little bit more surface. When you start to hear and study, it goes a little bit deeper. But when you start meditating, that's what really, really changes your life around. And last is uh, the little one, gives you the the skill to hold uh, to to hold a sword the sword and the sword of God in your hands and to master the way you hold it. And it's Memorized. memorize. memorize. Um, David knew. God and it is because he knew the word of God he knew the word of God and he also was a man not only of the word but a man of prayer all the Psalms that David wrote, wrote are pretty much prayers to the Lord so besides spending 15 minutes reading the word spend about 10 start with 10 minutes in the morning of prayer when is the last time you actually spend 10 minutes? Time yourself. I'm telling you, if you try to spend an actual 10 minutes, you'll see how much, how much praying you're going to do. Not in church. In church is different. Everybody prays. But when you actually sit on your knees in your own room and then, you know, take it to 15 and to a half an hour and an hour just for the fun of it. Try one time, one hour in prayer. Just for the fun, try one time, one hour in prayer. You'll be amazed how long an hour seems at that point. But with practice, with practice, that time flies a lot faster. So David knew God. The the second thing is that David knew himself in the light of the word of God. David knew himself in the light of the word of God. They tried to uh, give him the... The clothes of Saul. And he tried them on. It didn't work. He said, no, this is not going to be, this is not going to be, this is not right for me. You have to know yourself in the light of God. God looks at you and he sees you as a precious human being. And the reason I say this is people are going to pressure you to be something else. Just like here, people pressure David to be something else. And especially for the youth, since we are youth now speaking to the youth, as you all know, peer pressure is one of the greatest things that influences all of us. So just like David, know yourself in the light of God. Know your, yourself, know what God thinks about you, don't, and don't let anybody else pressure you. Don't let anybody else tell you what to do. But just like David, come back to what God made you. For the for the young men, I will say is one of the biggest things is we want to fit in. And I'm going to be honest with you. As a Christian, you're not always going to fit in. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be laughed at. And it's not going to be easy. I'm, I'm just telling you, but deciding to stand on the word of God does have his rewards. You can turn the people around you to God if you stand firm, just like David did. And I pray that God God will help you do that. And the last thing is, our time went by real fast, is uh, know your enemy. So know, know your God, know God, know yourself in the light of, light of God, and know your enemy in the light of God. David knew his enemy. He was prepared for his enemy. And uh, we don't have time to look at, the, at the, the word, but you know who your enemy is, right? We have three enemies, the flesh, the world, and the devil. Now, a lot of people worry about the devil, but uh, I can tell you the enemy within is a lot more powerful than the enemy with, without. And out of the three, especially for young people, the flesh is your biggest enemy. The flesh is your biggest enemy. And, and not just for young people, but just for all of us. este mai mare dușman. Dușmanul mai mare dușmanul din afară. Know your enemy, be ready to fight. Put on the whole armor of God and be ready to fight. The Christian life is a life of battle, but it's also a life of victory. We've forgotten this thing. See, in Romania, because we were under communism, we were always ready to fight. Here in America, we're living in so so much comfort that it's very hard to have this mentality of a battle. But whether we want to admit it or not, the Christian life is a life of battle. And if you're not ready to be victorious and you're not prepared to fight and you don't know your enemy, you will be defeated. So know your enemy. Know your God. Know yourself in the light of God. Know your enemy in the light of God. Now, I want to close this up for us tonight. Like I said, I want it to be practical. I want I wanted to talk today about having a victorious life. And I know from what I'm seeing so far that the new life in general has a victorious life. But I want to help everyone here and hopefully um, help us to, to walk victoriously in Christ. And I want to be practical tonight. So um, I asked uh, Fratelle Samuel, which... He's always so kind and ready to help. And I thank you so much, brother, for all that you do. So I asked to give uh, some papers to a couple of the youth. And I'm asking you to, to, uh, to uh, spread those around. And also, there were some pens. So if anybody needs a pen, please give them, give them pens. And this is for everybody. Uh, you don't have to sign it if you don't want to. It's a commitment that you can make to the Lord. Okay? Like I told you, my message is very simple tonight. It's, I, I wanted to bring something practical, something that you can do. And I don't know if you know, it takes 21 days to form a habit and 90 days to make that habit permanent. It takes 21 days to form a habit and 90 days to make the habit permanent so it's up to you whether you want to sign it or not going I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for them to pass it all out okay So this is a commitment that you're going to make to yourself. But if you want to take it to the next level, and I haven't talked to Fratele Pastor Krishan, but if you want to take it to the next level, after church, hand your paper over to Fratele Krishan. And after 90 days, by handing him your, your paper, after 90 days, you're giving him the authority to ask you, have you done this? Every day. Now I want to close with this. On on this uh, task. If you're going to sign this paper. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. That the devil will try to stop you from doing this. You're going to fall into sin. We all fall. You're going to do something. You're going to say something. And the next day you're not going to want to read your Bible. Come to the Lord. Confess. Confess. Trust that He forgave your sin and keep reading your Bible. The reason, let me tell you, the reason most people don't read their Bible is because of exactly that, that 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 reason. Something happens. They get away. They can't do it for the next day. They stop and then they stop for the next day after that and the next day after that. And a day becomes a week and a week becomes a month. And we just come to church and we're empty-handed. So, I wanted to, to do something practical tonight. I wanted to come with a practical message. I hope that uh, it's going to help the church. And I hope that uh, you will remember that in Christ, you can be victorious. Let's uh, close in